Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Julie, the two straight up with Chuck Bonneville and Julie Hayden, brought to you by... That's right, the show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, uh, HappyTrees.co, and Denver Cynogenics, and Dr. Julie McCallan, and happy Monday, everybody. Yeah, happy Monday. Um, so today we're going to have a um, couple... Um, Tina Peters is going to be our guest for the first part of the show. Um, she is running for the state Colorado Republican Party chair. We had um, we had Kevin Lundberg on Friday. Dave Williams is going to be on Wednesday. Eric Audlin is going to be on Friday. And I'm sure we've had Casper on before. I'm sure we'll have him back. And we've had Aaron Wood. And now, we've had, not in regard to this, and we don't actually know Steve. <laughs> so, but anyway, we'll, 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 have- we'll figure it out. But now we've got Tina Peters. Everybody knows her, the famous clerk and recorder uh, from Mesa County, who's doing everything uh, she can possibly do for inter- election integrity. <laughs> and for that, she's been persecuted uh, by, by an incredibly corrupt system. Uh, Daniel Rubenstein, the uh, DA, just awful. Uh, but uh, we've read the charges and we think they're junk. Right. Just absolutely junk. Read the entire indictment and said, what, what, where's the crime? Anyway? Yeah, it's just a junky um, thing. But anyway, Tina, yeah. thank you for your time. I know you're busy all over the place. Um, but but thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Julie and Chuck, for having me on. It's great to be here. Now you- well, you came out to Adams County last week and and really wowed them. Uh, ben Nicholas, you know, great, your great supporter, Ben Nicholas, and just wowed them all. Um, and so I, I assume you're going and and you had you've had some debates, I guess. Um, There's more scheduled and more scheduled. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I love to talk to people. That's my favorite thing is to get out there and talk to people. That's why I didn't petition on the ballot. Uh, I, I want to I want to talk to the people, answer their questions, be very transparent. So that's that's my wheelhouse. I love doing that. So thank let me let me ask you about this. It's it's interesting. Um, you know, normally the uh, whatever Republican Party, Democrat Party chair race, it's kind of boring. I mean, there's not much publicity. All of a sudden now you're on every show. Ours included. Gateway Pundit, Gateway Pundit is did a story on you. You're, there's like two debates, maybe even more that we know of. What is it about this year you think that makes, I mean, I know what I think, but I like to hear that makes this race for the head of the Colorado Republican Party so important and it's getting so much attention? That's a good question. Thank you, Julie. I think this literally is our last chance for Colorado. And I've seen this across across the United States. I am part of the America First Coalition across the nation. And what we've seen uh, is, you know, one thing that they're doing is they're going after these local GOP chairs, they're finding some crazy uh, infraction of the bylaw. They're taking them out and they're putting other people in. And it's it's so illegal. But let me tell you, it's not just happening in Colorado. It's not just happening in El Paso County or Evergreen or Adams County. It's happening everywhere across the United States. And I believe that the Colorado GOP chair is one of the most important races right now. And to give you an example, Dorothy Moon ran for secretary of state. They cheated her out of her race. Now she she won the Idaho GOP chair. Christina Carano, same thing. Uh, she ran for secretary of state, uh, was, was defeated by, uh, I call her Jenna Griswold's twin sister, mm-hmm. uh, Jocelyn Benson. And now she has just won. Uh, President Trump just came out and announced that she had just won uh, the uh, 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 GOP chair. So I believe this is a very important race. I think you need a fighter, not someone that's a politician, not someone that's going to be a go along, get along. We need to. I've already assembled a legal team to go after the uh, legitimacy of the open primaries. We're going to close those things. There's no reason that Democrats should be becoming independents to vote in our Republican primary. 
Well, that's that's close to my heart because right. I raised all the money for the first challenge to it. Thank you. Um, and and uh, our party chair, Christy Burton Brown, uh, notwithstanding unanimous resolution saying that she had to support it, she waited and dithered and said, "Well, I got to get an FEC opinion whether we can raise funds." And kind of, well, you don't have to raise funds; we'll raise the funds. And of and course, you did. and we did. And of course, uh, we got thrown out of court. Uh, to begin with, because the Republican chair wasn't part of it. Right. So if you're the and Republican she, chair. All she had to do was sign an amicus brief. Yes. You know, right. And it wouldn't have cost a dime. Right. Uh, and thank you so much for doing that, uh, Chuck, because we're going to do it. We're going to do it again. I've already had, um, I, I've got the team assembled. I like to be ready day one. And another thing is she was getting her legal advice from Chris Murray, who is the same law firm that represents Dominion Voting Systems, who their headquarters is here in uh, Colorado. So the famous Brownstein law firm. Let me ask you about that. I know about the Adams County meeting, you were asked about that too, because yeah, Chris Murray, it seems kind of a conflict of interest that, you know, he represents the Dominion people and he represents Christy Burton Brown. And, and she's used him throughout as every excuse to do something that she really has no right to do. Um, and so people in Adams County asked you, what would you do with the law, Brownstein law firm if you become the state party chair? <laughs> as Donald Trump said on The Apprentice, you're out of here. <laughs> but there's so many other, uh, I, I mean, that would be my dead last pick uh, for counsel because, I mean, come on, give, give me a break. You know, they do talk. Right. And uh, this is such a conflict of interest. They should have been gone a long time ago. So there, that's one of the first things I will do. Absolutely. And let me know, because I know, you know, um, the fighting Ben Nicholas has talked a lot. And you came out again in Adams County and talked about your platform. And it's pretty simple and straightforward. Why don't you uh, just that open ended question? Why don't you explain? You know, you talked about closing the primary. Why don't you explain it to folks? Well, so closing the primaries is is. Number one, we need to do that. We need to preserve the caucus. That's been going on since 1910. It's a great system that uh, Republicans use to elect Republicans. You know, we need to make sure that uh, that the GOP chair is a champion for the local GOP, the, the local right. county GOPs, um, chairs and, and officers there and the people there that they're trained you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many PCPs have come to me, precinct committee people have come to me and said, I'm a precinct committee person, but I have no idea what well, that, I do. What I do. Right. 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 Well, <laughs> here's a question from uh, Sandra to everyone. She notes that KVB was on Dep Capital Show and said a comment that Tina could possibly be found guilty and be in jail and therefore uh, whatever. Um, and, and I kind of tried to point out the, at the uh, Adams County meeting we had with you that, that running from jail or being in jail is, you know, the uh, president candidate in 1920 was in jail, federal penitentiary in Atlanta. He won a million votes. Uh, Michael Curley Brown in Boston was in jail and he got elected as mayor. Um, and so just because we have an unjust legal system does not mean uh, that we shouldn't be able to run. Yeah, exactly. You respond to that too, because I think you've made it pretty clear. You're not going to be in jail. No, no. You know, their case is falling apart. Like you said, Julie and Chuck, you guys have read the indictment. You know what it says. Um, I've looked at the discovery. I, you know, it's, they have no case. It is literally falling apart. There's no way a jury of 12 is going to convict a, that back then a 66 year old grandma with no prior criminal history of stealing someone's identity who openly admitted to uh, to what he was doing uh, it, it, with all this. So it's not going to happen, you know, just like just like when they tried to indict Donald Trump twice. Is he in jail? No. How about uh, 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 Steve Bannon? was supposed to be in jail February 15th. Is he in jail? No. This is all a smokescreen to create fear, to get people to back away, and for the good old Republicans, the go-along, get-along Republicans, to be afraid. And even if, even if anything was to happen, I'll be completely out of, of office as the GOP chair by the time it's even heard in court. And trust me, Dominion Voting Systems does not want 
me up on the stand talking about with all my uh, all of my uh, uh, witnesses talking about their corrupt system. And I don't know if you just saw where where Fox News just came out. Did you see that in their legal system? Right. Well, you go ahead and explain it. Well, they just came out. We were talking about that on Conservative Daily. By the way, that's another great place for people to get their news. uh, Conservative Daily. This morning at 10, we were talking about how Fox News has now in discovery brought out how they said that Eric Coomer, who is suing Mike Lindell, it has said that uh, their uh, their programming is a piece of. You, you know, know what? what? I use the exactly, and uh, not just once. He apparently said it several times, according right. to the information. Well, then I want well, to let me ask one question. Um, you noted at at the Adams County meeting that um, Eric Audlin had told you that you have to have the support of Phil Anschutz and, to a lesser extent, Pete Coors, who is just as mini me, um, or they wouldn't fund the party. Um, and your response is. You know, I I invite everyone, whether it's uh, Mr. Coors or Pete Anschutz or or anyone to come. We want everybody to be involved in the reformation of the Republican Party here in Colorado. But Um, what did he say as to what it would take in order to get there? Well, I just said I just said I won't compromise if I had to compromise. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't I wouldn't become a never Trumper, even though I've never run any of my campaigns on Trump. I've always uh, ran them. I've been a lifelong Republican, which there's other people in the right this race that have been Republicans for less than a year. And and, you know, standing up for what's right. And I would hope that anyone, any any good patriot whether you're a millionaire, billionaire, or just a person that can give $5 or just your time would support saving Colorado. So I, you know, I don't, I don't block anybody out, but at the same time, I'm, I will not serve special interests. Uh, I don't pay for play. You know, that's not what I'm, where I'm at. Well, and, and going back to sort of the, you know, because I think folks really need to understand this because Christy Burton Brown also wrongly, first, why is she even weighing in on this? Number one. Number two, because, you know, I think she probably has a vote, right? Number two, what, back when you were, when you won the assembly, um, she, she was saying, oh, you shouldn't be running because of this. And people need to understand they being the, the unit party and the, the liberals have weaponized the judicial system. And I mean, if, if you were to just say, well, I guess I can't run, or I guess they can't do this. I mean, they'd, you'd be criminally charged with everything. I mean, it is a tactic that they use and we can't let ourselves be psyched out. But here's what I want to ask you, because you said, well, they're doing that because they're afraid. And I'd like you to explain what is it exactly? Why are they so afraid of you? Because I'll tell the truth. I'll expose the lie. You know, when I when I uh, was going through cancer in 2016, I said, I, I, I told the Lord, I said, if this is it for me, I'm okay with that. I said, but you know my prayer. And I looked <laughs> up and I said, I said, don't let me leave this earth until I've accomplished everything that you sent me here to do. And then of course I ran for uh I, I ran for Mesa County Clerk and one that changed the three and a half hour wait times to barely anything, broke, opened up offices that they said couldn't be done at a fraction of the cost, seven dollars a square foot, uh plus uh, uh with no triple net and no cam fee. That was, you know, I started that 10 months before I won that race because I, I, I love the, the people of my county. I love, you know, I, I don't believe government or the GOP needs to be uh, so top down and ruled right. by one person. Um, so I think that's why they're afraid of me, because I do listen to the people. They're afraid of me because I will tell the truth. Um, you know, they on our America First coalition that I told you about that we meet every week, there were a lot of candidates who were told, if you just don't say anything about elections, we will get you over the finish line. Right. And only to, to take them out or to try to take them <laughs> out at the at the general election. Right. And then what are you going to say? Oh, they cheated. No. Right. So the people that don't talk, that, that is probably the most important issue right now. I mean, look at, look at what's happening in Venezuela. Look what's, what's happening in, uh, in Brazil. I was at a, a, a hearing at the Capitol uh, this past week, and it was to simply take wireless out of our voting machines. 
eight Democrats sitting there up on the on the uh, uh, the, the diocese, and three brave Republicans and a woman. I mean, it was a, it was just a line of people coming in and out talking about giving their testimony of why these systems should not be connected to the yeah. internet. You think but it sounds like a no brainer? Right, right. A woman uh, that had a dual citizenship in Brazil is crying, mopping her tears on her face. Those guys are up there eating their burritos and and totally like not not even phased by it. And she's saying, look what's happening in my country. Look what's happening to my family. I'm sending them money. This is happening here in the United States. And these are wireless wasn't even by law, by the CRS, by the Colorado Revised Statute. They're not even supposed to be connect to the internet nor right. have the capability to be connected there. And you know, so we need we need a loud mouth like me that's going to you know let people know. I, I feel like Chuck and Julie, we've got to wake the people up. Yes. That's, a lot of them are asleep. Right. Well, and I think, you know, yeah, that's, and we're going to talk about some of that stuff later. And I think you're right. And and that is one thing that, I mean, you never heard a peep from Christy Burton Brown. And I'm sure all the establishment consultants were like, oh, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Why they don't want to talk about it. I don't understand. It's not like they're winning, although the consultants are getting paid. Well, and that, which leads me to another question. What, um, I personally think that the problem, one of the biggest problems with the Republican Party, the establishment, is that it's run by consultants, you know, and who, you know, take money from the big donors and they don't really care if they win or lose. And actually, I'll never forget, you know, when Jared Polis is elected the first time, um, Colorado Peak Politics, which is funded by Phil Anschutz, said, well, we can work with Polis. It's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. That can't be our well, attitude. He is working with Polis. Well, I know. But what about the consultant class and how would you, what, what's your thought? What are your thoughts on that? You know, we need to have people that are involved. At, I, I've always been a collaborator. And even when, you know, with my business for 32 years, even as the clerk, I would call in my my uh, managers during a meeting and I would say, okay, this is our situation. This is this is what we're facing right now. Let me get your, you know, let me let me hear what you have to say. I would I wouldn't tell them, you know, it wouldn't be top down. I wouldn't tell them what we should do. I listened to all of them. And I believe it was, it was Henry Ford that uh, years ago, the car maker, and they put him up on the witness stand. They were trying to, uh, to get him to, uh, they were trying to convict him of being a uh, imbecile. And so the, the prosecutor is saying, asking him all these technical questions about how a car works and engine and all these things. And to all of these questions, he said, I don't know. I don't know. And and finally, it was like, see, Your Honor, he doesn't he's an imbecile. He doesn't know anything. And, you know, it's back when they were trying to take over companies and things like that. And he very quietly he spoke and he said, you know, whatever questions ask me, I have six buttons on my desk. And any of those, I can push a button and immediately get the answer. And so I think the wisdom on how you run a large organization uh, like the GOP, and what I did at my clerk's office is that you listen to people that you trust um, that are smarter than you in many cases in certain areas, and you don't need to know everything. You just need to know the people that do, uh, people that love this country, that, that love our state. And uh, a lot of times I would listen to what they said, and I'd go, I like yours better than mine, done and done. And it would be good. You know? But the people have to be heard. They have to feel like they have a voice at the table, not that their GOP chair is going to come down and tell them what to do or not even listen to what they need. Or remove them if they don't do what you want, right? Let me ask you about another one uh, near and dear to my heart, which is ballot harvesting. Um, (laughs) I I helped start ballot harvesting in Colorado when when the Donetta Davidson, the the, uh, state... uh, Secretary of State on her own did away with uh, excuses for for absentee ballot, which means all you had to do is apply for one. Um, and so we'd get out people to apply for it, then we'd go back and pick up the ballot, all perfectly legal. Uh, but enormous elections, we never lost an election, and we never lost one that was even close. Because if one side ballot harvests and the other side doesn't, the side that doesn't will lose. 
And I tried to explain that to Christy Burton Brown and some others. Here in Adams County, 2014, we took every office virtually. 2018, we were ahead until the last minute when they brought in all their harvested ballots and we lost. And it wasn't the Democrat. What's the, the thing that drives me nuts is that they've convinced, or maybe the Republicans are so crooked, that the demographics of Colorado just changed massively. Um, and Adams County didn't change at all. No. And it's just one side ballot harvest and the other side doesn't. So you got to do two things. One, you try to get rid of ballot harvesting. And until you do, you ballot harvest like hell. <laughs> well, and then you have to be concerned about when the ballots get there and they're fed through the machines, right? Right. Right. So there's multiple ways that, and as Secretary of State, I'd already lined out my plan for that, and, and we need to speak out about it. But uh, they are through ERIC, which is Electronic Registration Information Center. Uh, and if you just do a little Google search of David Becker, you'll see what a... What a uh, oh, yeah, we've had, we've had yeah, lots of people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so here they're padding the voter rolls. They won't let us as clerks go in all during the election till after it's certified. Uh, so there's that. There's the uh, what's happening with the UACAVA vote. Uh, there are, you know, because that's hard to track. And, you know, I believe one ballot for one legitimate voter. And my idea as Secretary of State, and of course I'm running for GOP chair now, but was to do away with the re- whole registration mess. You can't clean up the voter rolls. You've got to to just trash it and then give people like four months to come in and say, you go to your county clerk, you show your ID, you sign up again if you want to vote in the upcoming elections. And so that's how we solve the registration problem. But then they brought in automatic voter registration. They've right. brought in all these other things that the felons can vote. But as far as ballot harvesting, um, you know, when I was clerk, because I asked about it, I said, well, you know, how can we prevent someone from coming in and putting 10 ballots then coming back again and putting 10 ballots. They said, this is what they told me. You are not, uh, you are administrative. You are not a uh, enforcer. Yeah. Wow. And, and, you know, we've got to get rid of Dropbox. There's so many things, so many ways they can cheat. But first of all, we have to get rid of these machines and uh, we're going to get it done. We're going to show that they're illegal. And, you know, just think about it. Electronic machines would be okay if they're they're uh, as long as it's open source, if they let us see inside of them, just like you would audit anything right. else. Right. If you were to audit. I mean, they even audit um, uh, uh, the, the machines in Vegas or whatever. Right. But Dominion doesn't want that because they don't want it to be transparent. And that's why I was kicked out of office when I said, I want these machines to be transparent. And Jenna Griswold went to a judge and said, she's going to break the law, meaning right. she's going to find out. And, and they took me out of office. Well, and, and, the, and yeah, and you look at the, you know, Republicans in the legislative session last time try, with Dave Williams tried to push for an audit and they turned that down. Well, let me, because we only have a few more. Well, we've got plenty of time here. Let me ask you this, though. You know, given... Everything you've been through, because uh, I want to give you an opportunity to, to, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people who would have just said, oh, ha- heck with it. I'm going to go back to my business. I'm going to do this. Why? Why? And because it's not as if this is a great paying job, although I guess it can be. But but why are you why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep fighting? I sincerely believe. Now, I was involved in the Safe Colorado Project at uh, the end of December. All through January, we were looking for the right candidate all through February, looking for the right candidate. And um, no one would step up, you know? And uh, and so I said, okay, all right, Lord, do you want me to do this? And really that's why. I, 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 I sincerely believe this is our last ditch effort. This is the last effort and the GOP chairmanship to save Colorado. And I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to throw myself. I've never, I, I'm the type of person, just like my Navy SEAL son, that run into the fire. I'm I, I'm not controlled by fear. Not control. You know when I when I when I said I I felt like God was calling me to run for Secretary of State. My attorney said, Tina, you can't do that. And I said, Why not? They said, Because they will kill you. And I said, Oh well. I said, I'm a cancer survivor. I've lost a son at 27 years old. I said, What more can they do to me? You know, that's the way I feel. I'm I'm. You know, they take when they take everything away from you, like they have with me. Um. You either crawl up in a fetal position or you fight. And I'm a, and just like Jenna Griswold said before, I'm a dangerous woman. 
And well, let me ask you this, uh, and then uh, this will be my final question. There are many good candidates. I mean, we've, pe- well, so, just so folks understand, actually, so the, the election is going to be March 11th, and there are roughly 491 people who are on the central committee who will have a vote. And there, there are um, plenty anymore. There wasn't anybody. And all of a sudden now we've got several candidates, I think all of whom have similar ideas and are saying similar things. What do you think is, is something though, that it, it makes you different that you think would make you better? Well, there's some good legislators. Uh, there's some people that are brand new, uh, two of them that I know that are brand new to the Republican party. Uh, there's ones that have been around for a long time in the Republican party I think, and I haven't heard from any of them uh, their plan going forward. I mean, I've already said my plan is close the primary. We've got attorneys on board already. I'm not saying what I will do. I'm saying what I'm already doing, even not having taken office yet. Um, I don't think we need a politician. I think we need a fighter. And I, I believe that I've proven yeah. that I'm a fighter. So I don't I, think, I don't you think have. anybody can take that have. away. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> And I won't give up. I won't back down. And I really do love the people of Colorado. I want to save this state. And I think this is our last effort. I really do. All right. Great. Well, we appreciate you coming on and wish you the very best. Right. Well, let me find out just is there a website? Is there some place that people want to get more or as anything help out, anything like that? Where can they go? You bet. So Tina Peters for Colorado. And I'm revamping my website right now, but they can still go on there and, and, and download uh, Mesa County Report 1, 2, and 3. On Telegram, it's Real Tina Peters on Twitter and True so- Social, also Real Tina Peters. They, um, you know, they can email me at Tina at TinaPetersForColorado.com. I'm going to be on tonight on Badlands Media and uh, with Sheriff Mack. He's going to talk about the Lodi, California uh, event that just happened where a city councilman was uh, cheated his race. And they went to his house and found scores of ballots. So, wow. so if anybody wants to stay tuned and listen in on that, uh, my my uh, broadcast this morning on Conservative Daily, and of course your broadcast, I will continue to speak out about truth and transparency. And I, I appreciate you so much. Well, we appreciate you, Tina. Take right, care. Thank you for your time. Good luck out there. Okay, bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Right. Tina Peters, everybody. I'm, I'm glad I have a new Twitter thing. I had an old Twitter thing. And I know that there may be some folks. So we will post the show as soon as we get it um, from the BBS guys. Sometimes it takes a little bit to turn it around, but you can catch it on. We're on Rumble. You can catch it on Twitter, Facebook, uh, chuckandjulie.com. So, um, you know, so there's that. And again, I want to say we're going to have Dave Williams on on Wednesday um, and Eric Audlin on on Friday. If you want to contrast and compare, Kevin Lundberg was on last Friday. That show's already up and posted. And um, Casper's folks, we have to arrange with I mean, he's been on before, he's been on but, but we'll have him on again before. And if Aaron Wood or Steve um, Valera, um, and if they're people. From Pueblo. Has one of our yeah, hear, hear about this. I mean, we're happy to have them on too. We've got till March 11th. I think and she's right. Whether you want to vote for her or not vote for her, I think this is a crucial race. Right. I mean, I think if if an establishment person wins and it's the same old, same old, then we're done. Yeah, I think, don't you? Well, I think we're probably done anyway, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and now speaking, I guess, you know, talking about you want to because we're going to switch gears now. Um, Unless so now if anybody wants to go, you guys have had some great comments on there. Sandra says, we, the people of Colorado, need Tina Peters. iPhone Char says, yep, Sandra, Colorado does need Tina. and whatever happened to the Dominion Tech guy who said not to worry about the 2020 election? I think, is that Eric Coomer? I'm not. It's hard to follow all those guys. Um, but why don't we talk about something else that's going on? When you look at um, the, the conservative treehouse, which we talk about all the time, had a great question. And it was like, when did you first sort of start waking up and realizing Wait a minute. The world's not as uh, this is I thought. This is not what I thought. It's kind of like Tina Peters is saying, we all thought we go and we vote every year. And we're like, well, I don't know. All mail ballots sound good. And same day registration, that sounds good. And all of a sudden you find out increasingly, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's not what they told us was going to happen. It's, it's, you know, that's not what I thought was going to happen. Um, and um, it, it, interesting. So Chuck and I were talking about this. And Chuck, my, you know, mine was like, well, I don't know, several years ago. And Chuck's was like when you were about 10 or something. Yeah, 1960, Eisenhower got on TV and said, uh, 
no, that wasn't our plane. Uh, no one, it's a weather balloon and, and don't worry about it. And then he came on the set, you know, a few days later and said, well, I wasn't really being honest. Um, it's our, it's our pilot, Francis Carey Powers, and they did shoot our jet. And for the first time, wait a minute, just uh, Uncle Uncle Dwight would lie to you. Um, <laughs> and so after that, any time will lie. What's shocking is Dwight Eisenhower came on and admitted he'd not told them. That's the shocking part. All the politicians since then would have happily continued to lie. And, and Joe Biden is just the, the example. The depth of how bad our governments are, it hasn't literally, I didn't realize until they went after Trump when he got, after he won the election and got away with it. <laughs> This is not what I I think so, too. I mean, I just um, and it has been sort of a slow process. The good news is. And so you guys feel free to weigh in on, you know, when you first kind of realize, like, wait a minute, you Uh, know, we cannot trust any of these clowns at all. Um, And they're they're not telling us the truth. Um, You know, it was sort of a slow realization. But I I would have said, well, yeah, I, I trust the CDC. Right. I mean, for me, I think a lot of it, too, is after. Trump. I mean, after in 2016, when you saw how they were constantly attacking him and also just as a reporter back then and listening to the way other reporters who were theoretically and I would have thought, were, you know, I argued with you about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Were, were on, at least try, kept their opinions to themselves and other the stories when I just saw the hatred mm-hmm. rising out. And it was like, what the heck? And the things people would say. I remember it was at one news conference and they were talking about um they were talking about it was that there was going to be a, I forget what was going on, some kind of sport thing. And they were worried about riot and the cops were like, well, maybe we'll hose people down. And then a Channel 9 reporter said, I wish they would just fire the fire hoses on all of those Trump supporters. <laughs> and I just kind of looked and I said, I'm a Trump supporter. And then everyone like scooched away from me. But it, I mean, it was astonishing to me that something had changed, that you could say that out loud. And it just got more and more. But I think you're right. I mean, the Internet has made it worse. But since the last election, and we've seen how weaponized everything is, right? It's like, you know, Trump, they raid his house, Biden, you know, they his lawyers get to search it for stupid documents that nobody cares about. You know, the New York the New York Post has a Hunter Biden story, CBS. I, I mean, it's everything. Well, just think about the COVID. I mean, how many people uh-huh. have come forward and said, yeah, I'm wrong. You know, I, I was wrong. Uh, you know, I, I thought I was right, but, but you know, having the Barrington, great Barrington Declaration was correct. Fauci, CDC. <laughs> Department of Health are wrong. I, I mean, almost no one, you know, people like Scott Adams has, and he's not part of government. But but what people? Does Walensky now, who heads up the CDC, say anything about the fact that they blew it and, they caught, and they're killing people? I was going to say, and that's even the worst part. It's not so much. I mean, I could kind of sort of understand. And what was somewhat expected was that, okay, you know, they're not telling us the truth about it. And at particularly maybe because they did it out of fear. But then to realize, no, they knew all along right. and they know now. Now, the adverse effects, are, I mean, all of this stuff, they know it, right? And they're still pushing it, right? They're not- well, the COVID shot does not stop you from getting COVID. No. And their only claim now they can do is say it stops the worst symptoms of COVID, which is based on nothing. Based on nothing. Just as all viruses or most viruses, what they mutate and they become more transmissible and less deadly. And that's what happened. And the COVID shot still does and nothing it, and for you. More dead, it comes more, more deadly, right? Well, the it's COVID like, shot is, is yeah. Oh, great. If, I mean, even under their logic, if I get COVID, I won't get as sick. I may, of course, die from any of these other unrelated things or never be able to have children or, or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, though, my, my menstrual cycles are screwed up. Young men's hearts are, are, are destroyed. I mean, just amazing. Right. And this is from Stephen. I love my country, but I do not trust my government or anyone in it. Um, Obama really weaponized the government. Exactly. Yes, from Leo, COVID shot only stops Pfizer execs from having to ta- from having cheap, uh, cheap, like, let me, I screwed that up, Leo, and it was funny. Dragon. COVID shot only stops Pfizer execs from having cheap lake houses. Exactly. <laughs> well, then did you see, I want to talk about this briefly, and then want to talk about the State Department thing that you read about. So Project Veritas today, um, is now absent James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe has been the, the public face of it. He's been the driving force. He's been yeah, the yeah. whole content creator for Project Veritas. Um, according to him, guys, he's, you know, he's been bought, hauled off to jail, persecuted uh, himself. Exactly. So he gets into some sort of little uh, contra issue with one of the 
board of execs, right? Which you think to yourself, never need a board of directors, right? Never have a board of directors. Well, in you have to. I know, but still. Um, and so he fired the board of directors and then there's been this back and forth. And then they said, well, he was taking a much deserved vacation. And they said, no, I'm not. You're kicking <laughs> me out. Well, at any rate, today he said that they they had removed him as CEO and and he was basically, he was, was I mean, they forced him to resign and he packed up his stuff and left. But he noted, as I noted, it is curious that this happened within a few days of him taking on Pfizer and right. Big Pharma, right? right? Within a few days of him exposing the fraud that that is and the fact that they knew some of the damages and the dangers, all of a sudden, this, you know, board of directors is like, oh, we hate James O'Keefe. He's mean to people. They were even saying he stole money from the account to fund his wedding. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's not married or anything like well, that. Never was yeah. married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they just made this stuff up. So, you know, you think about I, I, I just think it is not only are we waking up, but you have to be aware of just how how uh, like Tina says, the extent to which they'll go, which seems me there was the um, the Washington Examiner did a great story. Mm-hmm. The state and we have some sound on this. The State Department spent three hundred million dollars of our tax dollars to something called the Global Disinformation Index. Now, you know, you can trust that, right? The Global Disinformation Index. And basically what this is, is it's a far left um, center. I think it's headquartered in Great Britain, but it has NGOs, of course, here in the United States. And what they do is they target conservative sites and then they persuade advertisers not to place ads on their websites. So they're trying to crush them, you know. Yeah, it's a little more complicated than that. And it always is. I mean, right. so Congress gives money to the National Endowment for Democracy. And the National Endowment of Democracy then gives all $300 million to mm-hmm. to the disinformation people, uh, the people who was originally funded by who else? George Soros. Right. And the National Endowment for Democracy, this isn't the only one they do with Soros. All over the world, they did it in Albania. They did it in right. Greece. Right, right. Where they're always... Yeah. yeah, they're always uh, taking over other governments. Well, yeah, but joining with Soros to, you know, destroy countries. And it's I know I remember Trump said he's going to cut two thirds of the National Endowment for Democracy's uh, funding. Cut it off. Um, well, I know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. so the National Endowment for Democracy, said, oh, we didn't know they were giving doing things in the U.S. We'll not give them any we'll more, money. Any more money because right. our mandate is just international, not U.S. Yes. Oh, you caught us. Okay, well, are you going to get the three hundred million back? We're going to screw around with other people's elections, but some of the sites, the the disinformation sites they're talking about right. is the New York Post after sure. they broke the Hunter La- Biden laptop story that now everyone knows is true. The Federalist, and then Real Clear Politics. Now, Real Clear Politics. Real Clear Politics. Yeah. Really? Wow. Politics gives both sides. So, so I guess it's disinformation. If it, it gives, gives you both sides. You both sides. Yeah. But I want to play, Laura Ingram had the uh, reporter on um, her show the other day. If we could please play this State Department soundbite. A brand new investigation in the Washington Examiner explains how. Ahead of the 2024 election, the feds are working behind the scenes to demonetize successful conservative media organizations. Gabe, what else can you tell us about the government money that's going to this organization and how it's being used. Our series in the Washington Examiner, Disinformation Inc., has unpacked how the United States government, specifically the State Department, has funneled hundreds of thousands of dollars through the Global Engagement Center as well as uh, the National Endowment for Democracy, which is heavily backed by the State Department, to an entity called the Global Disinformation Index, which is secretly compiling blacklists of conservative media outlets and feeding those two advertising companies with the intent of defunding and shutting down the free and independent press. And so our, our series has essentially linked taxpayer dollars uh, to efforts to target the First Amendment. During the course of my service, I've ran countless investigations. In the past few years, I've never seen so much effort from the FBI, the partisan media, and some of my Democrat colleagues to interfere with and undermine very legitimate congressional inquiries. 
And that was, I know in Congress, they're talking about trying to stop taxpayer money to be used for this. But I think, again, you go back to, that's why they're getting rid of James um, James O'Keefe, right? And there was some um, conversation here, let's see, I think I want, where Charlene was saying she quit following Project Veritas. I did too, Charlene. I unfollowed him as of today. Um, and James O'Keefe did indicate um, God, you guys have been great on here. James O'Keefe did indicate that he was going to be going someplace else. And Charlene and Leo, um, yeah, we'll let everybody know if we hear about it too, where he goes. Um, my guess is a lot of the people, the funders will go with him, right? And Project Veritas itself may go away or it'll become funded by Pfizer or Moderna, just yeah, like this Super Bowl. Trudge, um, well, yeah, here's from Jacob. Again, some of the disinformation. So there are pictures and I believe so. Joe Biden can't be bothered to go to Palestine, Ohio. No, um, you know where American no. citizens are facing all kinds of problems. Facing death, though, in Kiev as the as the sirens go off, that bombs are coming, <laughs> and they're you know they're just casually walking on the street. What bombs? We don't care. Just a little X where he stops on his mark too. So, uh, that was, uh, so now that was you know he just casually they walk out, and you're right. What they should have done is like in that movie Wag the Dog, where they should have ducked and, yeah, and like. Did where she had to duck out of the helicopter and run for cover, right? That's what they should have done. But I mean, it's all just fake. And I think, you know, we all know it now. um, And it's becoming increasingly weird. I just think I keep being surprised um, at how bad it is. Don't you think? I mean, I, I, I saw a report from a from an American soldier who is a or it's American is a soldier in this international uh, battalion in, in Ukraine. He said uh, the life expectancy for Ukrainian soldier who goes to the front lines uh, in places like Bakhmut is four hours, wow. four hours. Uh, you go, Whoa. Uh, whoa that must be he said it's just a slaughter fest both ways i mean you know but it's just a well, slaughter fest. ukraine is a perfect example of you know when did you start to become aware i mean does anybody believe frankly anything you hear about ukraine i don't know what to believe so i'm like here's what i here's what i believe i believe that there are a bunch of people in the military industrial con, uh, complex and a bunch of lawmakers who are funneling money their way who are all getting very rich yeah. and they don't care again they don't care that people die because because of their uh, COVID policies. They don't care that people are dying in Ukraine. They don't care that the average Ukrainian is suffering and hasn't been home or can't go home. All they care about is, you know, that they're all making money on it. I mean, my guess would be you could solve the whole thing pretty quick. And how much money does Zelensky need? What are they, what are they possibly well, doing? Well, you got, you got 10% for the big guys. So you only got well, 90 that's true. That's true. All the rest of them and, and half the arms end up in the. There was a funny t- meme on Twitter. It was Hunter Biden on the phone saying to Joe, Hey, Dad, can you pick up my check from Burisma while you're over there? <laughs> <laughs> and even that, you know, I think they're, they get away. The Clintons at least tried to hide their financial corruption through the Clinton Global Foundation, right? They, and they were successful for years. And they actually probably did do a few good things. In well, it. with the Trump change. With Trump change, <laughs> right? But the Bidens, they just skip that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They just go straight to extorting money or from other other governments and other agencies and other giant corporations that they're doing business with. Um, and then they they just they don't even set up it. They, they funnel it through the Biden Center, which then just... Penn Biden Center. Uh, yeah, in Washington, yeah, uh, which which obviously did nothing, right? And, uh, other than pay for for all of his people, like Blinken, while they weren't in government. I mean, what a joke! And it's just, uh, University of Pennsylvania ought to be ashamed of this. Not well, oh fund exactly the chinese no that's what i just keep being surprised by i mean they're not even pretending right like cbs when they interviewed trump on the whole uh laptop story that they, they didn't even pretend that just so we can't verify that i mean she didn't even pretend we are 60 minutes <laughs> yeah well, you know we can't go with the story because with that that kind gentle face of hers oh no you know we can't do that and that, going back to what we were talking to Tina Peters about, yeah. that is why they are so afraid of us um, and grassroots people. And it's, I wouldn't even say grassroots, I almost think anymore, is cuts across party lines, right? It's there are um, other grassroots Democrats. Well, I, what I would call grassroots people who are like, who are woken up, right? I mean, that's the real woke. Well, there, are no de- like, there are no Democrats who are woken up. Well, they just haven't, you know, they haven't woken up yet. Well, now they've woken up. They're just trying to, I don't know what they're trying to hope. They're taking, they're quit taking the Kool-Aid and it's taking a while. For well, just saying how much money in Colorado goes to Colorado polls 
and Colorado Times recorder with Jason Salson, who spends all her time monitoring this program. Um, and and the only purpose of those organizations, they're Democrat-funded, uh, and the purpose is to destroy conservative news outlets. Right. Um, and we got caught with that, um, and right. because we were pro-Trump, and and so they they got a huge campaign going. Um, the trouble is, as as uh, Crowder, louder with Crowder, found out. Um, the big corporations like Salem and like the one he was at, they're part of the problem. They're part of the problem. Right. Um, they, they, they kind of, they have no defense against these groups. No, no defense. Well, so when they go on the offensive, they just fold right. uh, and you're gone. Uh, here's somebody who said that uh, Jimmy Dore is a grassroots Democrat. You're right. There is one. <laughs> there is one. Bill Maher is starting to be woken yeah. up a little. Well, like, again, it's like, you know, you you just... It's just disturbing. I mean, I was, I was skeptical. I was always skeptical, right? But then you're like, holy cow. I And I still suspect we haven't seen the tip of the iceberg. You know, no, you look at, no, I mean, no. you know, you look at what's going on with grocery prices and egg prices. And I think what they want to do is th- they wanted to put it into the haves and the have-nots. They're going to be the haves. And that's the elites. It's the uniparty. It's the, you know, the World Economic Forum people. It's not us, okay? And they want us to be kind of living in little houses, apartments, not houses, um, and they, they use the green agenda to try to trick us into all of that. We can't have. Does anybody in- believe in, in in the green agenda and, no. and climate change? Nobody in the world. even believes. Seventeen in that. years, temperatures haven't gone up at all. Ocean levels have not rised at all. It doesn't matter though. We're on Armageddon, and we must spend trillions, trillions uh, to 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 what to feather the. World Economic Forum. That's right. And meanwhile, then they, they will distract us by shooting down weather balloons um, and Chinese. We won't shoot down the Chinese spy balloon. But I think, though, more and more people um, have, a, you know, the guy at the conservative treehouse. When did you realize? I think there are probably not very many people, although those are the ones who give Joe Biden a very favorable rating. But I don't think there are very many people who go, no, I think everything's fine. I think it's cool. I'm OK with the State Department. I mean, I didn't well, realize well, tell, it. Tell me how anybody, that. you know, because they don't believe in truth anymore. They really don't. Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden's speech, let's be generous, was mediocre, right? And then he was like, oh, what a great speech by a great orator. He had, you know, nobody could say that. I mean, that's that's just Orwellian. Right. I mean, he was he was. Mediocre bad. Uh, and they're going, oh, great speech, Mr. President. You really, you really laid it to him. Well, and did you see, again, you're right. People, it, it's, it makes it easier, I guess. You can, we should just lie too. When I go to the store, I'm like, you know, my credit card isn't maxed out. No, that's a good one. This is a good one. Um, so remember that teacher in Canada that had the giant prosthetic breasts, yeah, no. breast, right? Uh, and the fake wig and stuff like that. Well, there have been some stories lately. The, the people who live next to him say, you know, he only dresses like that really for, for the school. most part when he goes to school. <laughs> Otherwise, he just walks around the neighborhood looking like a normal guy, right? And then they've shown pictures of him. So somebody reached out and interviewed him. And you know what his answer was? His answer was, no, that's not true. And he said, they're not prosthetic breasts. Those are real breasts. So I can't take them off. And and um and and the reporter's like oh, okay it's like what are you kidding me it's but he just lied right he's just he's probably lying to the whole thing he's like oh no those are real breasts yeah. I'm a man of course but those are real giant breasts like that and they print that it's like it's ridiculous well I mean it, it's just like when you have Jean Pierre um you know lying in front of you saying you know they're just blatant about it anymore and they don't care anymore. Right. They just don't care. Well, and from Jacob, that's right. That's those beached whales in New Jersey on the the coast. There are the victims of climate, uh, the Green New Deal. Exactly. They're they're doing sonar to put giant like solar panels or something in there, and all these whales are washing up. And like Tucker Carlson's the only person who even reports on it, right? The Daily Mail a little bit too. Oh, that was interesting. Did you, did you see that that um, McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, gave forty one thousand hours of of evidence? Of a videotape from January 6th, just as Tucker Carlson. That was that was interesting. I mean, wow, that's an awful lot. From Elon Musk, it's like you don't want to, you know. I mean, good, and it's funny watching other people whine about that. Oh yeah, Tucker Carlson. He well, what did Adam Schiff said? He just parrots the Kremlin line. (laughs) What's that got to do with anything, right? It just parrots the Kremlin. Um, That's great. Well, exactly. And that was, I mean, I think that's just a generic. Sean Penn. Sean Penn says, Ukraine must win. 
if Russians win that war, we're all dead. And same with uh, Nicholas Kristof and every other lib I know. They'll go, oh, no, we must win the Ukraine. Why? Why must we win the Ukrainian <laughs> war? Why must we win we, the Ukrainian war? Why can't we have a Ukrainian peace talk, right? Might have to keep fighting. Well, even in the January 6th stuff, some of the stuff that's coming out now is showing an increasing number of what are clearly undercover cops. They identify yes. themselves as undercover cops to other undercover <laughs> cops, cops, right? There are so many of them there. They're like, they should have wristbands or something. It's like, right. what? Right. They have special undercover Pancakes. cops. Yeah. Maybe you're going to have a... They can do the rhino sign that uh, oh, Peter said. <laughs> well, I think that's bizarre. But I think um, with Tucker Carlson, that's great. I mean, McCarthy said he was going to do it, and people were like, he hasn't done it yet. I imagine it was sort of like the Twitter files. It took a little bit of negotiating, but I think it was brilliant the way Elon Musk did that. Now, he gave it to just just neutral sources, but people who we knew weren't going to bury it. And I think that's true because, I mean, I hate to say it, but do you think that Sean Hannity would show us the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? I don't. Do you know what I mean? Laura Ingram? No. no. Um, Tucker Carlson, I think, would. And, you know, I don't know how he keeps getting away with that in Fox. You got to wonder. I mean, sooner or later, maybe they're going to Don Lemon him. Don was off today. You know, I almost couldn't, you know, this morning. Where's Don? It's my favorite with Pappy Harrow. And so, I mean, oh, my God, where's Don? I know. Well, and even that's hard to keep track of because he's a a member of a victim group himself, too. Right. He's African-American and he's gay. Um, and somehow the women over 40, you know, are beat, him out. beat him out. So they I'm- beat out the gay 56 year old African-American <laughs> that, you know, talk about an upset. For that saying- is an upset today. Nikki Haley was past her prime. That was a kind of a dumb thing to say, but, but well, still. Past, as, as one of his co-hosts asked him, past what prime? Right. If it's the prime of childbearing, yes, she's probably past the prime, <laughs> uh, but wow. Yeah. And, and this is from, um, Lemon is in the process of being fired. Mm-hmm. I suspect that is true as well. Oh, you guys, that's gone fast. That is, uh, we're out of time. We're out of time. We're out of time. Thank you to Tina Peters. We're going to have Dave Williams on Wednesday yep. and again, Eric Audlin on Friday. Um, and you can catch, if you miss any of them, catch all of our shows at chuckandjulie.com. But we're, we're also on Rumble and we're not on YouTube, remember, because we got kicked off of there. Yeah. God, it's been a couple of years now. But anyway, thank you to everybody. We love everybody on Zoom. Um, thank you to Thomas and the great guys at BBS. And thank you to all, all the people who uh, are on our chat line and, and are listening and watching. We appreciate you. Yeah. See you Wednesday.